0: Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. This episode will be a bit different. I will be recounting the stories and lessons learned when my Spirit Life Workshops ministry partner, Dr. Michelle Kirby, and I spent 10 days ministering through three cities in the Florida Panhandle and in Atlanta on our Spirit Life Workshop tour. The Lord gave us the assignment to take this trip because he wanted to teach us some things that we needed to learn to prepare ourselves to deliver the Soar Higher Spirit Life workshop in April in Panama City Beach, Florida. We needed to learn these things by experience about the divine appointments and the proximity anointing so that we would better understand how to stay in the flow of the Holy Spirit from God's perspective which is a goal of that workshop, to teach people how to do that. We quickly learned that this trip was all about us having divine appointments. Divine appointments are God-orchestrated opportunities that have you be in the right place at the right time to meet the right person or people that he has planned for you to meet. The reasons for these connections are sometimes not known or understood right away but they often make sense later. Sometimes these divine connections can birth long-term personal relationships, and sometimes they're simply breadcrumbs along the way to guide you along God's path. Some, you may never meet these people or see them ever again, but in all cases, God's will is accomplished in that simple encounter. The proximity anointing is that Kairos-Kronos intersection of God coming in power to connect with people and release exactly what is needed for that person in that moment. Kairos means God's timelessness, touching our human chronos natural timeline. That's what a Kairos-Kronos moment is. Sometimes it can look like a miraculous healing or supernatural clarity for direction or provision. It happens when God's timing and human timing are perfectly in sync for God's will to manifest. God is the ultimate orchestra conductor. I will share the l- stories and the lessons learned one city or juncture of the trip at a time. The names of the people in these stories have been changed to protect their anonymity. The first city that we visited was Tallahassee, and lesson number one is called Disruptions Can Be Setups for Divine Appointments. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Michelle attends the LifePoint Church in Tallahassee. We were immensely blessed to be invited to do a mini-workshop at a dinner event for our first day, and then we held a second workshop the next day. And we were welcomed with the Southern hospitality of a wonderful experience. Our key lesson for this city happened a few hours before the first night's event. I hadn't really thought about how many times God has had things disappear and then reappear for me. But there's always a reason when he does that. Let me make that a bit clearer. I'm not talking about just helping you remember where you laid your missing keys. If you are a faithful listener to this podcast, you may remember that the love letter that God gave me in 1979 disappeared in 1986 and then he returned it to me in 2011 so I could teach about it and write about it in my books. And you might also remember the story of the cat that went missing and God promised to return him in three days. People in our circle group had visions of this cat being in heaven and being cared for by angels. And he did keep his promise and returned that cat three minutes before midnight on the third day. There are about four or five more such stories of God having things disappear and reappear where they are literally not findable in this realm. But for this purpose, I'm going to tell you about our story that happened in Tallahassee. It was a few hours before we needed to go to church for the day one workshop, and I could not find my computer mouse and electrical cord. Michelle's son, Rick, was tearing up the house trying to find it, and we looked all the places that it could have been or should have been. And I remember him saying, things don't just get up and walk away. And I said, well, they kind of do for me sometimes. I had used the items in the house the previous night and remember putting them back in the section of my backpack that I used for computer items. I had not left the house and we had emptied the bag completely and it was nowhere to be found. Rick made a call to the local used parts computer store and checked out if they had those replacement items. They did. I pulled out my journal and I asked the Lord, what was this all about? And he said, you're going to like how I give these things back to you. And I said, well, do I even need to go get these replacement items? And he says, yes, this is about Rick. I had only met Rick the day before, and he had an insatiable curiosity about God. I lost track of all the questions that we talked through in my few days in Tallahassee. It was such a blessing to meet such a young, hungry young man for the truth of God. We went to the Goodwill computer store as I was making sure the replacement parks worked. Michelle and Rick were meeting the owner, Steve. Michelle had shared a Bible verse and mentioned something about how she bets there's a story connected to all of those tattoos he had. This opened the opportunity for Steve to tell us his life story. He was military turned violent criminal, a mean prisoner. When Jesus grabbed him and flipped him totally around, he continued with how a life sentence turned into 15 years with only one year left to serve post-salvation. He is now the present owner of this computer store and he only hires ex-military and ex-cons, and then he mentors them. He also serves with food and readily offers any help he can Connecting people to help people in those categories. The favor of God was all over this man, and he was completely transformed. Rick was a former military person released because of medical issues, and he asked him for a job. Steve said, ask me in a month. And so we know that there will probably be an interesting story to follow this one. When we got back to Michelle's home, I opened the computer bag in the section where I put my computer things. And not only were the original mouse and cord there, but there were four more items that I hadn't even realized were missing. Six items had disappeared and reappeared. And I screamed, Rick! And he said, where did you find them? And I said, in the backpack where I left them. I told you things disappear for me and then reappear. Why do you think that that happened? And Rick answered, It was a divine appointment for me to meet Steve." thief. Yep, that was the reason. The moral of the Tallahassee lesson is that God's ways are different than our ways. And sometimes a frustrating hijack of your day is just his way of setting up what he really needs to happen. When an unexpected challenge comes your way the tendency that we may have is to simply pray it away but not every challenge that in your life comes from the enemy in the story of Paul's shipwreck there are 44 verses in acts 27 that depict that Paul was a prisoner on a ship heading to Rome for a trial and the lord gave him a message that if everyone listened to him on the boat no lives would be lost He went from the lowest-ranking person in that ship to the leader of that shipwreck. And he was used to save the lives of over 200 people on that ship. The ship was destroyed, but the people were saved, and his Rome appointment was kept. When you're faced with what seems to be a major obstacle, ask God how to pray in agreement with what he's doing. If it is from the enemy, he'll tell you what to do to block that or stop the enemy's distraction. But if it is him orchestrating something, he won't let you miss it. We were supposed to go to the computer store that day. The cost was $16 for replacement parts and a little bit of time to accomplish that purpose for Rick. I can't wait to hear what happens in a month. Lesson two happened while we were traveling between cities from Tallahassee to Panama City. And the lesson here is that sometimes divine appointments are simply for baton passing. Linking two people to each other might be the only reason that, it, that they happen. In Acts chapter 16, Paul meets Timothy and he invites him to study and learn and minister with him. Then in 1 Corinthians 4.17, we see, For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, and he will remind you of my ways of life in Christ, my conduct and my precepts for godly living, just as I teach everywhere in the church. Sometimes the divine appointment is related to connecting people for God's plans for them apart from you. Paul couldn't be in two places at the same time, so he was sending Timothy and was wanting people to receive him with great welcome. When you happen to know two people who can help each other and have no other particular interest, you can help people by being God's baton passer, his connector to help people meet each other. On our drive during the Tallahassee to Panama City, we discovered that a family member of mine could help a family member of Michelle's. And then we discovered in a totally different matter that a family member of hers could also help a family member of mine. These kinds of linkages happen when you allow God to help you be that connection. Panama City Lessons 3 Obey God's direction one step at a time. John 27. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and they listen to me. I know them and they follow me. We had a registration form on our website for mini workshops that we were doing in these six cities, but no one signed up to the mini workshop in Panama City. This was the closest city to where our Soar Higher Spirit Life workshop will be held in April of 24. We had reached out to many churches before we headed down there, wanting for a visit to their service on Sundays. Not one of those churches had reached out to us. But somehow we had total peace in this because the Lord shared to us that this was all about the proximity anointing. I heard a teaching from Lance Walno recently, where he talked about the need to go, obey God's voice to go where he calls you to go, to obey his voice like Abraham did, and go without really knowing what to expect or even what the point of the destination would ultimately be. Lance used the metaphor of automatic doors. They don't open until you step right in front of them. So we knew that God would show us where to go and what to do when we got to Panama City. And He would cause us to be right where we needed to be to meet exactly who He wanted us to meet. So we just needed to stay tuned to His voice and follow His lead. The initial clue that Michelle received for Panama City was just the word beauty shop. That morning, she was given the clarity that that is not the same as a hairdressing salon, it was a place to buy beauty products. So we headed to the closest Ulta beauty store. She needed makeup anyway. Mary was the sweet young lady that served us, who was new to the area and had not found a church home yet. Her heart really wanted to find a church that fed her spirit and helped her feel at home in the city. Later that day, we met Kendra, a waitress that bubbled over with the joy of the Lord. And we asked her where we should worship the next day. She answered immediately with enthusiasm destiny worship. She gave us the advice to meet her pastor and specifically which service to attend to ensure that opportunity. The next day, we met that pastor and the whole bunch of the other sweet people that welcomed us. It was the most wonderful visit experience I'd ever had in a new church. The worship was spirit filled. And even the sermon that was preached was exactly in, in line with the message of obediently going where God calls you to go. The pastor talked about Abram's physical journey of finding his destiny, and all the way to the name change of God calling him Abraham, he shared the altars that were erected at each learning juncture along the way. The pastor was friendly. And gracious, and encouraged us to connect with him further about what we're doing in the upcoming workshop in that city. It turns out that this is the church where the owners of Laguna Beach Christian Resort, where we will be having our workshop, attend, and the pastor's son used to work there in the summers when he was younger. This was the right church for God to connect us with, and he knew it. We were able to contact Mary and encourage her to check this church out too. And hopefully, she will find it as a church home like her heart's desire. And we hope to connect her with Kendra as well. And they can have their own divine appointment. Pensacola, lesson number four. God's success measure is the alignment to his will. Jeremiah 29:11. for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. And Psalm 143:10. teach me to do your will, O God, so I may please you, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. We had one registration for our workshop scheduled in Pensacola, and we were told, Clearly, by the Lord, not to cancel it for lack of registrations, and we were not to tell James that he was the only registrant. We ministered to him for four hours, and he confessed that he believed that we were put in his path as the answer to a long standing heart cry for him to be able to truly see Jesus. It was a prophetic declaration spoken over him that when he could see Jesus walk into the room, he would be free. To God, one heart crying out to draw closer to him was more than enough. Divine appointments are designed to put the right people in your path that help you solve the problem that you have, and that sometimes you don't even know you have. James had a burning desire to see Jesus, and he wanted us to show him how to do that. God showed us an interesting connection to the Brownsville Revival, also known as the Pensacola Outpouring that happened in 1995 to 2000 at the Brownsville Assembly of God. James shared that when he was a child, he had an interesting interpretation of tongues experience a few weeks before that revival broke out, where someone was prophesying and he could understand it in English. The pastor recognized that and asked him to interpret He was confused because he thought everyone could hear what that prophet was saying. But he was the one in the room that was able to share the prophecy that the Brownsville Revival was coming. And it did within two weeks of that prophecy. Michelle shared that her father was changed forever by experiencing that revival. And then Natalie, a former Spirit Life Workshop member of ours, that we were able to spend time with right after our appointment with James, shared that she had been a member of that church and then offered to take us to the parking lot. And we were able to pray there and have some time, significant time there to experience uh, what God had to say to us about it. While I was sitting in her car in the parking lot, because the building was closed and we could not get in, I asked the Lord to show me something there. And he said, you are standing on holy ground. God showed me myself in the car, but he also showed me as if I was there back in time, the full parking lot of people, some weeping, some slain in the spirit, others singing out in praise and worship. There were people lined all the way up to the steps. We could not see the inside of the building, but there we knew that there were people there You could feel the presence of God all the way out into the parking lot, even where I was sitting right in front of me. I could see hearts yearning for God's presence there. The presence of God was moving through the crowd like a kite catching wind and being lifted up. The people were overcome by his presence. I asked God what invited this level of his favor and presence, and he said, the sincere worship." Hearts full of gratitude, humility, seekers that were hungry for more of his presence. It was like a deep, deep need that people had that they didn't realize they had until they got there. One taste was all it took and their hunger became insatiable. He said, it is time now to redig the wells of revival in the hearts of people and spread it to the world. I'm ready to receive people and take them deeper and higher in levels in me. Divine appointments bring a piece of the puzzle of your prophetic destiny. God links our puzzle pieces together and helps us bless each other with our connections to other people, resources, and intercessory prayers, and revelation that help all parties connect with God for their purpose and destiny. Atlanta, lesson number five. God sets the table and prepares you for your divine anointing. Deuteronomy 31.8 It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Do not fear or be dismayed. We had a wonderful two days as part of a sponsored event in Atlanta. God showed up beautifully there and we met some terrific women. However, the real lesson of this city was learned before that even happened. Michelle was joking that if we were writing a book about this trip, this chapter would be called "Crabby Patty. We had been traveling in the car for about eight hours when we arrived at our Airbnb in Atlanta. It was about 6 o'clock p.m. We were feeling great as we pulled into the apartment complex. It was a gated parking lot, and we realized we did not have the gate code. So we sat there for a while trying to find the gate code in the Airbnb app and couldn't until a car drove in and we simply followed the car through the open gate. This was only our first challenge related to this property. We had been instructed to get a smart lock app and we got to the front of the apartment door. The app didn't work. We texted the owner through the app and he was not responding. There was no phone number in the instructions on the app for the owner. By then, we had been sitting outside the door for about 45 minutes. We contacted Airbnb service and followed their instructions to record on our phones the proof that the app wasn't working as they would begin looking for alternative accommodations if necessary. And we waited a bit longer, and then they gave us the owner's phone number. Paul answered the phone and was extremely apologetic. He gave us directions to go down to the leasing office on the first floor and indicated that he would be right there. I was getting increasingly tired, hungry, and crabby as we sat on the floor in front of that office much longer than I expected. At about the 45 more minute waiting time, I called him and he said that he lived a fair distance away and he still had about 15 minutes of driving before he would get there. In a not so kind and gentle voice, I responded with my displeasure that he didn't simply tell us that it would be an hour because we could have gone to dinner we were already two and a half hours later than our original arrival time Michelle said to me when when we hung up she said now patty now i know you're tired and hungry and frustrated and i am too but i need you to dig deep into your heart and pull out a drop of grace to be kind to this man when he gets here And she said, and I think you should ask him to dinner. I laughed out loud and I told her that she was a better woman than I am, but she was right. I needed to find a drop of grace. When Paul got there, he was apologetic and walked directly past the leasing office. This confused me and I snapped. Hey, we're going to need a key. I don't want you to open this door and then leave us without a key to get back in. He waved that the key was in his hand and said, of course. I just want to see what's wrong with the door and make sure everything else, else is okay with you. He had no trouble getting in the door and gave us the key as we examined the apartment. He was still standing near the door and he said, Are you prophets from God? The question jolted me. I certainly was not reflecting the love of Jesus for anyone to assume I was a prophet of God. Michelle answered that we were ministers in town doing a spirit life workshop teaching people how to encounter God. He shared that he owns many properties, and he has never met face-to-face any of his renters. The technology had never failed before, either. But on the day I booked this unit, he had a strong uneasiness in his spirit that something significantly wrong would happen with this booking. He said that he asked the Holy Spirit why he had this uneasiness, and he did not receive any message. But he had a dream that two women were lifting him up as he was praying in tongues and he was going higher to meet God. With a much calmer voice, I explained that our upcoming workshop in Panama City would be doing exactly that. And then out of my mouth came, would you like to go to dinner with us? (laughs) And he said, I think I'm supposed to. We walked next door to the barbecue restaurant. It was 8.45 p.m. and they closed in 15 minutes. We ordered what we could and got to know Paul a bit better. He shared that he'd been a Christian his entire childhood. He was raised Christian, but that in the last several months, the Lord had put a burning desire on his heart to grow closer to God. And he had an increased dedication to growing closer to God in his life. Since then, we've been able to have many conversations and ministry opportunities with him, and we look forward to seeing him again at the Soar Higher Spirit Life Workshop. God absolutely set the table for that divine appointment and prepared for it many months in advance. I asked the Lord what he most wanted us to understand about divine appointments and the proximity anointing, and he said, there is one more lesson I want people to know about. That is how to sense when I'm prompting them with a divine appointment. This may look like a lot of things, and sometimes you won't realize that it was a divine appointment until later. But generally, I will cause you to notice something, pop a person or an image or a word into your spirit. I pop the word beauty shop into Michelle's spirit, for example. Then I let her define the right one by simply giving her the clarity in her mind That I didn't mean a hairdressing salon. The right person for you to talk to was the one that prompted, I prompted to walk up to serve you. Remember when I caused the entire circus to stop on the side of the road because the elephants were vomiting and saved you from that near death head on collision at the last second? That was a perfectly timed divine appointment for you to realize that I had plans for you. And remember, When you saw 17 black Toyota Corollas on the same day because I needed you to pray for your daughter in her car, that was a divine orchestration of 18 lives that day just to teach you the lesson that I had for you. To intentionally ask me to give you a divine appointment invites me to create opportunities for you to meet people for whom you can help and for them to help you. Having a heart posture that understands that your days are actually my days will help more doors to open for you for divine connections and blessings. Ask me for divine appointments. Expect me to put people and you in the right place and time to meet the right people so that you can see what I'm doing through those divine appointments. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadalacom shop. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After playing with the Lord in your special place, ask him to show you a time in your life that he had set up a divine connection, or appointment that you may not have realized that it was one and what was accomplished by it. And then sit with him and ask him to give you some strategies to increase your sensitivity to the promptings for your next divine appointments. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope today you learn that God is orchestrating things to help you, to give you favor and to give you guidance, and that he loves to connect you with people that you can help and that can help you, and that there is a way to actually invite him to show you the people that you need to, to connect with and enjoy those spontaneous surprises and promises from the Lord.